welcome to Mr. Biz Radio, biz talk for biz owners. If you're ready to stop faking the funk and take your business onward and upward, this show is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, welcome to another episode of Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And uh, we're going to dive in here with a topic that I know will resonate with a lot of folks, uh, loyal listeners we've had uh, on the show Folks who are not only, well, particularly if you're a solopreneur, um, but even outside of being a solopreneur, there are absolutely things that you need to be thinking about uh, and ways to scale your business that you might not be thinking of. Because as business owners, we get caught in the weeds way too often. I know I, I get caught in the weeds myself, even though I tell my clients not to do it, right? Um, it's so easy to get caught in those things and you end up not realizing you know, I call them RPAs, revenue producing activities that you're not focusing enough on revenue producing activities, particularly if you're the primary salesperson for your business. Um, and even if you're not, you probably have some involvement with that, but focusing on RPAs and not getting caught up in having too much of the percentages of your time focused on other things. So we're going to talk about some of the things you can do to help with that. And again, as always, we have an absolute expert with us this week to talk about that. Um, Alexis Kingsbury is Kingsbury's joined us. He is an award-winning entrepreneur with over 10 years of experience, currently running two software as a service businesses, which are Air Manual and Spider Gap, with a remote and global team, and supports others as a board member or consultant, including well-known companies like Sony PlayStation. In the last few years, Alexis has worked with hundreds of business leaders to help them save thousands of hours of their time each year and unlock their business's growth. And, uh, you know, some of the personal things that Alexis mentioned, which, you know, he had me here, he enjoys craft beer and whiskey. I mean, look, I mean, he's going to be a great guest, right? Alexis, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Ken. It's great to be here. Yeah, yeah. So, so tell us a little bit, but before we get into some of these things that, um, that I know that you, you are passionate about and you're going to be able to help us a ton is, you know, what, what, is, what did your entrepreneurial journey look like? Yeah, sure. I, th I thought you were going to say going into the craft beer and whiskey. We can do that another time. Uh, the uh, So my, my journey, so it's like uh, over the last, I think it works out 17 years, which seems ridiculous to me now because I, I know I look uh, very young, uh, Ken. That's very kind of you to say. Um, but I, I uh, you know, I've been, I've been working with businesses now for about 17 years, helping them to improve their processes and ways of working. And I've been creating, building my own businesses for, I think it works out 24 years. And yet... Uh, I feel like it's took me a long time to learn some foundational concepts, really, that if I'd learned earlier on, uh, that uh, would have made a huge difference to to the success of my businesses and my life. So it's one of the things I'm passionate about is sharing some of that because I, I think it can help so many other people. But, um, you know, right now, like, as you say, I've, I've got now multiple businesses and doing well and seven-figure revenues and I've uh, got team members in nine countries across five continents and so on. But I, I mean, I started back when I was 13 years old. I was an entrepreneurial kid. I was, I had so many ideas for different businesses I could do. I was washing cars, sweeping drives, creating newsletters. I created a, a PlayStation fan site with banner advertising on it. Uh, when I, when I, while I was studying management science at university, I uh, was selling headsets and building computers and doing IT support. And the, it's almost like the problem was every time that one of my business ideas would start to get some traction and go well, I'd get so busy. And then I'd think, well, now I'm stuck. I can't scale the business and I'm just stuck doing it. And I've got to go to school or I've got to do university or 
or whatever. And so I could just couldn't see how I could scale the business. And every time it's like I looked at it and said, ah, the problem is the product. The problem is the business model. The problem is this new idea. And actually, now I look back, I think most of those businesses with a bit of time and so on could have become could have been scaled. But I was missing a fundamental lesson, which I only learned when I then became a management consultant. And uh, so after graduating, became a management consultant, worked with large companies like Honda, BP, AstraZeneca and government agencies and so on. And I learned there that the way that they operate at scale, because they don't rely on just a single business owner, right? They operate at scale using people and processes. And so it was by learning that when I then left uh, that management consultancy and started up my own businesses, I knew that I needed to make sure that I was putting a team in place and that by doing that, I could then grow the business and I could take on the, take the things that were working and get them done by other people. Now, unfortunately, I didn't then immediately do that successfully. There were numerous mistakes I then made <laughs> uh, relating to both hiring, but also I, ridiculously, because I had been a process consultant as a management consultant, like what I did was I thought, OK, I'm going to hire really amazing people that are better than me. Like I'd learned that at least from some of the amazing entrepreneurs, you know, people I looked up to, like uh, like in the UK, Richard Branson being a well-known uh, UK entrepreneur at the time who I remember him writing about like, you know, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room, surround yourself with great people. So I thought, okay, I need to hire a salesperson. I'll hire the best person I can find that will be on, uh, that had, uh, and I found someone that had done a million pounds worth of revenue in the uh, in the previous year, uh, which uh, back then probably, but it would have been like $2 million. Now it's about uh, about five dollars. Uh, so uh, uh, <laughs> the exchange rate is not doing so well. Uh, but um, we, I, I brought him in and thought this will be fantastic. He'll sell a million pounds worth of revenue for me over the next year. And I didn't want to ruin the magic, so I didn't give him processes, guidance, training, nothing. I thought, you know, I'll let him do it the way that he wants to do it. And set him up and waited and waited and waited and waited. And after a while, realized. He wasn't even going to get as good results as I had been getting. In fact, not by a long shot. And sadly, then had to make him and a developer we'd hired at the time redundant. And we were back to square one. In fact, further than square one, because now we didn't have the money that we'd kind of saved up. And, and so that was a really painful experience that I think a lot of business owners have either had or seen other people go through, right? Is that that experience of a failed hire or, you know, um, losing a load of money on a decision. And so then I was very reluctant to uh, to hire again but it was it was when i realized that ah, i didn't give him any processes i didn't give him any guidance i didn't give him those the checklist of what was working for me and so once i did that and started hiring properly in future that was what unlocked growth and as a result allowed us to achieve amazing things but it's ridiculous to me that it took me so long to get there <laughs> Well, it's interesting. You know, I find myself doing the same thing, Alexis, is, you know, some of the things, and I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit this, is some of the things that I really work with my clients on doing as a fractional CFO, sometimes I look back and I go, I'm not even doing that for myself, for my own businesses. You know, what, what am I doing? Like, what, what the heck is going on here? I'm, gonna, I'm not even drinking my own Kool-Aid in some, yeah. some instances, which is just silly. And a lot of it is what I mentioned at the outset is getting too buried in the weeds, which is so easy to do. Um, you know, taking for granted as in your example of the knowledge that you had uh, obtained 
by selling your business and, and selling your services and not passing that along to someone. So someone comes in cold to the business and yeah, they may be a great salesperson, but they don't have the product knowledge, the service knowledge, what worked, what didn't work, things like that. And without that process, um, you know, they're going to struggle. It doesn't matter how great of a salesperson they are. They need to have that process. And, you know, again, I think as business owners, so often we take for granted not only the passion we have for our businesses, but also a lot of the knowledge that you just assume like, well, I have this and so others probably have it as well. And it's just not the case all the time. So again, this week we're talking with Alexis Kingberry, Kingsbury, keep leaving that S out, Kingsbury. Um, you can find out more about the two companies he's running, the two SaaS companies he's running at airmanual.co, airmanual.co and spidergap.com. We're gonna come back after the break, give the Mr. Biz tip of the week and continue talking with Alexis. If you would like to reach hundreds of thousands of business owners every week, Mr. Biz Radio can help. Our show airs globally seven days a week for more than 25 hours across several internet radio stations plus 20 plus podcast platforms. Also, video exposure on the new exclusive Mr. Biz Network streaming channel, which gets blasted to 100 plus streaming platforms and the Mr. Biz YouTube channel and our 350,000 social media followers multiple times every week. Join Mr. Biz Nation as an advertiser by emailing us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Are you ready to automate your business? Automation is the key to scaling a business and building wealth. It's also one of the most difficult things for a small business owner to do on their own. If you're looking for help with automation, Pulse Technology CRM can help. We have an exclusive offer for Mr. Biz Nation. We will build everything for free, even if it's a sophisticated funnel. Visit thepulsespot.com forward slash Mr. Biz for this exclusive offer. Got a question for Mr. Biz you want answered on air? Email it to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to Showtime. As we always do at the top of the second segment is the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. This one is actually a quote. Um, some of you guys have been listening to the show for a long time. I've probably heard this one before, but it is from none other than Mr. Grant Cardone. And his quote is that best known beats best product every time. I've talked about this before on the show. It doesn't mean, you know, to have a crappy product. It uh, doesn't mean that at all. It just means you have to be known. You know, me as a fractional CFO, if I can, uh, can help you as a business owner, you need help from a fractional CFO, but you don't know who the heck I am, I can't help you. Um, and if I'm the best known fractional CFO, I'm going to get a lot more business um, than, you know, someone who might be just fantastic uh, as a fractional CFO, but they're in a, in a corner somewhere in, you know, in nowhere USA and no one knows who they are. They can't help folks either. So it's really important to get out there um, from a marketing and branding perspective to make sure that folks know about you. I, I went through this during COVID and I felt really bad about a lot of business owners that had failing businesses that, gosh, if they just knew about me and they could have reached out to me that I probably could have helped a lot of them. And I didn't. And so I took that on to myself and we kind of changed some things that we were doing marketing and branding and things like that to, to get the name out there more so I can help more folks. And so that is the uh, Mr. Biz tip of the week this week, a quote from Mr. Grant Cardone, none other than Mr. Grant Cardone. So, so Alexis, let's get back into this a little bit more. So I, I know uh, in particular with, with air manual, that's more of a, you know, kind of talking through process onboarding documentation software and then your other uh, SaaS company, Spider Gap, is a uh, 360 feedback software for employees. Um, 
Talk to me a little bit of uh, how you help folks overall, maybe, you know, kind of some examples of how you've been able to help some, some business owners. Sure. So I'd say, uh, so the spider gap side is all about uh, supporting the development of employees. And that's something that we're passionate about. It's uh, I think uh, a lot of people that listen to this show will be passionate about that continuous improvement, right? It's, you know, improving yourself as a business owner and, uh, and you want that for your teams as well. Air manual is more about the, uh, improving the ways in which you work and and making sure that you've got a business where you're able to delegate effectively. Because I think that in theory, when we talk about freeing up time and uh, and elevating your impact and being able to scale and spending your time on evangelizing what you're doing so you can become known, um, the problem is that it's so easy to get tied up in the in the day to day. And and in theory, we've all been told the answer, like the the best. Best, uh, best business books out there like uh, E-Myth and Traction and Clockwork and Checklist Manifesto and Ready Fire Aim and so on. Awesome books. And they all tell us the answer, which is you need to uh, document your processes so that you can uh, delegate them and you can improve upon them. And so, uh, but one of the challenges that we found is that I, you know, in particular as a process consultant, I'm yet to see a book that really explains how to make that easy and sustainable. And that's the challenge is that most business owners I know have tried to document their processes and hand them over, but they found that they typically get messy there. Uh, they end up with staff not really knowing where to look the uh, when they do find them, they find them difficult to follow and uh, and keep track on where they're at. And they're really difficult to edit and improve. So either you end up creating it as a PDF, that means it's really difficult for someone to edit it, or you don't, and it's like a Word document, and people people edit it by accident. And so it's just like this whole area is just this massive mess. And the the reality is that it means that it becomes really frustrating as a business owner as, or as a leader, because in theory, you feel like, oh, I'm... I'm giving you everything you need, um, Mr. and Mrs. Employee. Like you've got everything. Like I'm giving you all the guidance. I'm giving you all the help. I'm telling you the answer. And yet, then you end up frustrated that the person's not able to deliver. And on the flip side, you've got this employee or freelancer or contractor or whatever it is who kind of feels like, yeah, I'm not getting enough guidance or it's very difficult to follow or it's a bit fragmented or all over the place or, you know, it's not very well organized or structured or I can't refer back to it. And so you've got this pain on both sides of the equation. And so what we sought to do was solve that, like um, creating both a, a software application, which we provide as, a, as an online tool for documenting process and onboarding in the form of Air Manual, but also we provide consultants and loads of guidance and so on that's out there to help people to implement this in their business. Because it turns out it isn't easy. And also uh, it's particularly hard to create something that that doesn't go out of date and go uh, go stale. So that's what we sought to to solve with with Air Manual, and uh, I'm really pleased to say that after initially, like honestly, like initially, it was tough. We'd show people what we'd created with the application. People said, "This is amazing! Give me access immediately!" Like I want to get started. And two weeks later, they've done nothing, right? Nothing. And yet, this is a business leader that says, "Yeah, my biggest priority is like freeing up my time." And I remember working with a um, a, a business owner of a, a printing company. And he was doing 60 hour weeks. So he's working like evenings, weekends, and he didn't even have enough time to find out how to free up his time, right? Like he had already rescheduled the call with us a couple of times because he's so busy. And yet he knows that the aim of that call is to, is to help him free up his time. So he said, um, he said, I just, like, he said, I know I need this. I just have no idea where to start and I don't know where to find the time and so on. 
So I said, well, where are you currently spending your time? And we came up with a few tasks, but there was one in particular that was he was spending three hours per day on. So that's 15 hours per working week, which was sending quotes to customers. So when there's a request for a, a print a printing job quote that he needs to respond and cost it up and add a profit margin, all these sorts of things. And he said, I know, Alexis, I, I need, I know I need to document it, but I figure it'll probably take me about eight hours and I just haven't found the time. So I said, well, we've got 45 minutes left of the call. Let's see what we can do. And in 45 minutes, we've got the entire thing end to end documented. Right. And in a follow up call, we got the whole thing handed over to his account managers, which meant that after having spent uh, two hours with me total, he was saving 15 hours per week. Per week. So that's yeah. a return investment of his time of a single, like he'd got a return investment within one day. And of course, over the course of the rest of the year, that's 780 hours of working time that he gets back that he can work on the business. Here's the really crazy thing. We do an impact review call with all of our customers. And one of the questions that we ask is, so what's been the biggest impact? And I remember saying to him, like, presumably it's the time saved. He said, no. I said, what? What is it then? He said, uh, previously, it took me two to three days to send quotes to customers. The account managers do it in less than an hour. Now, you imagine if you send a request for a quote from a printing company and you send to two companies and one comes back in three days and the other one comes back with an hour, regardless of price, which one are you going to go with, right? Imagine yeah. what that did for his conversion rate. And so, and that was one process. Like We can then go on to all the other things that he's spending his time on. But this is it, right? Business owners are often, myself included, really bad at that logic around investment of time. Mm -hmm. And partly it's because sometimes we've been burned. Sometimes we feel like we've spent a load of time hiring, training, onboarding a member of staff and feel like it, we've spent so long on it that we may as well have just done it ourselves. And I can give some guidance on exactly how you avoid that because I think that's a common problem because people make the effort bigger than it needs to be. Like that business owner thought it'd take him eight hours to document a process that took us less than 45 minutes to do. But the, uh, the fundamental principle at the heart of all of it is that you need that in place if you're going to grow and succeed as a business. Certainly if you're going to grow and scale, but even if you want to survive, because at some point, in your life as a business owner, something will sideswipe, whether it's a bereavement or your sickness or just, you know, market conditions or whatever, there'll be something that comes in. And if you haven't got those processes in place that allow you to step out of the business so that you can do something strategic or look after a loved one or whatever, then you won't have a business to come back to afterwards. And so like, for the long term, you have to invest the time. But the crazy thing is if you do do it right, you get that time back in the short term too. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Well, we're going to hit a break here. We'll come back and talk with Alexis some more on some tips on documenting and delegating. How would you like to have direct access to Mr. Biz to help you run your business more profitably and more efficiently? At MrBizSolutions.com, you get live access to not only Mr. Biz, but also several of his hand-picked and trusted business experts, each with 20-plus years of experience to help you optimally manage and grow your business. That's just the start of where Mr. Biz Solutions begins. Learn more at MrBizSolutions.com. That's MrBizSolutions.com. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit CheckOffYourList.com to learn how Check Off Your List's skilled team can handle your day-to-day -day tasks 
like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at checkoffyourlist.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Check out all three of Mr. Biz's best-selling books at mrbizbooks.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. And again, we're talking this week with Mr. Alexis Kingsbury. Um, you can find out more at either of his websites, uh, airmanual.co, airmanual.co, and that is more of a process and onboarding documentation software, as he mentioned and alluded to in the last segment, or SpiderGap, which is an employee-friendly 360-degree feedback software, which, again, would be something super important. Gosh, Alexis, I don't even know where to go. I mean, some of the things you mentioned, I was, I was scribbling. You probably saw me during the break scribbling feverishly with some notes here. But, you know, what are some things – I guess let's start. I was going to ask you, what are some things that you see – business owners struggle with in this process. Um, and I guess one of the things I guess we should start with, because I see it so often, and even just what I do, is them not, them thinking, oh, you know, the example you gave was a great one, is is this is going to take me eight hours to do it. I'd rather just do it myself, blah, blah, blah. So they think it's going to be more than it is. Um, and or not realizing, even, even look, my, I'm a numbers nerd, Alexis. So even when you said eight hours, but he was spending 15 hours a week on it. I'm like, that's, that's, you know, roughly two and a half days of your time to do it and, and be able to pass it off to someone. Even if it took eight hours, it would be worth it. Let alone you're able to knock it out in 45 minutes, which is just amazing. So, um, you know, is that one of the things that you see most challenging from business owners that not doing that? Yeah. So I'd say the starting point is definitely that, um, get, getting the time to make the time, right. It's, you know, it reminds me of the, uh, the story from um, the seven habits of highly effective people where he talks about, you know, someone's walking through the forest and they come across someone who's feverishly trying to cut down a tree with a saw. And the guy says, you know, what are you doing? He says, oh, I've been, I've been trying to cut down this tree for five hours. And he says, five hours? Have you tried sharpening the saw? The guy says, what are you talking about? I haven't got time to sharpen the saw. I need to cut down this tree. And I think, it, I think a lot of us fall into that trap sometimes in business. Like yep. you get so close to it that it's hard to see, it's hard to see the wood for the trees, like, and take that <laughs> step back. So I think, I think that's the first place that people get stuck. What's awesome is that when we work with business owners in this area and that they can start to do that, the amount of time you can save in a relatively short period of time is so stark that, you start to see the benefits and you freed up your time, which means that you can reinvest it over and over. And that's powerful. I think the next challenge that people have is uh, when they're then thinking about bringing in other team members. So maybe the first few tasks you've been able to delegate to a freelancer or an outsourcer or uh, an existing member of staff. But then at some point, you're going to need to hire more people. And I think that then the business owners get stuck with the onboarding. So they, they find the hiring process takes a long time and they're almost spent by the time that someone accepts the offer. And the mistake is to think, okay, I'm done. You know, I've ex they've accepted the offer. They'll come in and they'll do the job. And of course, actually, the real work is only just beginning. That's when you need to start the the, the onboarding process to, to make sure that they're actually going to turn up on day one. Because I've seen examples of business owners say, oh, you know, I've got this great person. And then it turns out they don't even turn up or, or they leave after seven weeks or whatever. So you need a really good, process and, and good experience that the person can go through to not only feel engaged and empowered and supported, but that they can be delivering value really quickly. Because in general, I've seen A players, they want to be delivering value. They want to be uh, being helpful. And so the faster that you can get them doing that, the better. So that's one of the things that we help clients with doing is 
is detailing out, okay, here's what the onboarding process is. Here's the things that need to cover and make it self-service. So that the employee themselves is driving a lot of it themselves. Like I hired two consultants on the same day uh, in, in a particular month and they were able to get up to speed and able to conduct customer calls in one week. And it took an hour and a half of my time in terms of supporting them. Now, what that does in terms of your ability to then grow as a business, because you're able to hire, get people at speed when you're busy, which is crucial. And then beyond that, I think then it's about how do you make how do you keep your hands around all of this and make managing the process of the onboarding and so on that you've got the structures? How do you make that easy to do? Because you can't survive as a business if you have to just hold it all in your head and be the manager of it. You want to make it so that your teams can actually manage the processes. Yeah, I think the, the onboarding thing, I've seen that as well. And, and um, it ends up being a really unfortunate situation a lot of times because, as you mentioned, I've seen the same thing where the owner goes through the arduous task of, of bringing someone on and they finally get through the hiring process. The person accepts, they actually do show up. Yeah. And then, but the owner thinks, okay, I'm done. Like I've got, yeah. I've got a new resource, right? And then the resource shows up. And as you mentioned, if they're an A player, they want to hit the ground running. They're ambitious. They want to... And, they, and if there's documentation isn't there, they get frustrated. The owner gets frustrated because they're saying, I hired this person and I'm paying them a lot of money and they're supposed to be an A player. They're not producing. And so the owner gets frustrated. The employee's like, I'm trying here. I don't, I'm working with limited you know, documentation, et cetera. And so then either the owner gets frustrated and maybe is very short-sighted and lets them go. Or the employee says, you know what? I was looking for a job. I got two other offers. Yeah. This is not working out. And you lose an A player because you yeah. weren't, uh, you know, you, you didn't have the good documentation, but it'll turn over to someone like that. Absolutely. And, and, and I've seen it time and time again. And, and of course, the amazing thing is that I often find that the best people like the a, real A players in your organization are often the ones that are least confident of um, their ability uh, in what they're doing, partly because they set the bar so high. And so they get really antsy if they're um, if they feel like they're not adding value. And so it's really important that early on you're you're clear on this is what where we're going to get to you to this is what value looks like this is what being productive looks like so as a result here's the process we're going to take you through to a point that you can add value and for typically for um, sales and customer success people in my teams it's let's get you to the point that you can do a demonstration call with the customer that you can help understand their needs identify whether we're a good fit for their needs and demonstrate that fit to them so that they can then make a decision on whether to proceed and we can get them there in typically four or five working days so once they're at that point like when they're starting to have actual calls in their calendar they suddenly feel bit more relaxed and like oh okay yeah i'm doing this and i'm adding that value and then of course we go from there and we make them productive and we help them uh do, fulfill all the other responsibilities in their role but i think so often business owners and, and leaders more generally think oh well, that sounds like a lot of work developing all of that you know providing that guidance but again it's just like when we're talking about delegating individual tasks really you're just bringing together a load of processes and guidance that you're going to have to do anyway. You're going to have to talk them through it. And so you've got a choice. You can either spoon feed them the information or like really it's more like give them the fire hose to drink from to try and learn everything they need to and then hope that they'll take it all in um, or get it, you know, get something documented so that you've got at least got a structure that you can go through. But ideally, as I say, like we found that, um, I remember we were working with a, a business owner who we managed to save them 
18 hours in the in the very first week of onboarding an, uh, an employee and 200 hours over the next three months of that one hire and and that's for wow. hiring one person right and then over the time they then hire more and more important people and their ability to scale is so different so i think um people need to uh, kind of take that plunge and make that decision to to do that because uh, the impact is huge yeah and, and here's the thing the, the whole the delegation process is absolutely critical to your ability to scale and then delegating without documentation crushes everything right so you might be delegating but again as we we're talking about without the documentation it's going to be super frustrating probably on both sides of that equation of the de of delegation equation so you know, having both of those and being able to work with with a company like yours, Alexis, to be able to help with some of those people who are experts at this. Look, I just talked about this. Actually, I think it was the last show we did. The Mr. Biz tip of the week was to focus on your strengths and hire people experts for your weaknesses. Get getting someone like Alexis's team to come in and they do this every single day yeah. to be able to see some of these blind spots. Um, you see the impact of this. You know, you save, you know, hundreds of hours, 50 hours, whatever. It's just a huge impact monetarily in your ability to scale. Alexis, unfortunately, we're out of time here, but I really, really appreciate you coming on. Absolutely amazing information. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. And if people want to find out more, I suggest they check out our podcast at destressyourbusiness.com, where we talk a lot about sort of bite-sized tips and so on. And also we're running a regular webinar at airmanual.co forward slash webinar about these sorts of topics to help business owners. Perfect. Perfect. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have a great week. And as always, don't forget, cash flow is king. To become part of Mr. Biz Nation, follow him on all social media platforms or never miss a show by going to MrBizRadio.com. If you prefer free video content, visit the Mr. Biz YouTube channel or check out his streaming channel, which is available on 100 plus streaming platforms at MrBizNetwork.com.